welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. You okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, mate. Uh, plodding on, as usual. Plenty of work and uh, looking forward to the, the rugby, really, now, mate, with a bit of uh, light at the end of the old uh, virus tunnel. So, uh, so yeah, excited for the fixtures and uh, what have you. Well, the fixtures that we've seen up to now, anyway. So there's a bit of light shining through. How's the uh, Stop the British Gas Fire campaign going? Fighting the good fight? Yeah, not too bad. It's been, it's been a bit warmer on the picket line anyway. It's not, not been as cold as it was a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I had to put some hand warmers in my pockets <laughs> the other week. It was that cold. But no, yeah, it's yeah, it's still it's a struggle. It's a struggle, but we're, uh, we're fighting on, mate, at the moment. Also, John, the show, we've got Paul Parkin. Uh, all right, Parkin, how's your week been? Evening, evening, lads. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's been emotional, let's say that. Um, yeah, I had my last day at uh, my former employer uh, last Friday. So uh, it's been a strange week, really, overall. Um, but then, you know, not having to get up in the morning is quite a good thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's everything's good. Like Paul said, we're just, just looking forward. Now we've had a bit of good news, haven't we, from the, from the government, I suppose. Things are starting to move. Hopefully pubs will be open soon. And uh, and then uh, Rugby League, we can start attending uh, stadiums again. So yeah, it's not, it's not been a bad week overall. Good, good. I've got uh, my vaccine on Friday, so looking forward to get vaccinated, so we uh, get a bit of normality back in the old life. Uh, Paul? Yeah, smashing. That'll be uh, be good. I've noticed that quite a lot of people have been vaccinated now, haven't they? So, uh, so yeah, it can only be a good thing. Like we said there, it's it's been a, it's been a tough sort of twelve months now. I think it nearly is since the the first lockdown. And last time I saw you, I think was the Wigan game at home, wasn't it? When we were <laughs> Wigan last year, so it's been a long time. So so yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the normality of it and people getting vaccinated and you know and seeing people again and doing the things that we we take for granted, mate. Yeah, I, I thank Parky, but also blame Parky uh, because of my diabetes. Between sort of 2000 and 2010, drank a lot of beer watching Salford, didn't we? So you're partly to blame, blame in my opinion. Yeah, I sp- <laughs> I've got enough to worry about my own uh, my own health from that that period of time. Uh, yeah, we did though. We had, we we had fun, didn't we? I mean, it was uh, they weren't always successful times, but they were certainly uh, certainly fun times. They were they were fun times. And still, the fun times now. To be fair, we've got we've got a, a Challenge Cup final. We've got a uh, a grand final last couple of years. Uh, Paul, it's been a you know looking back when you look back at it, it's been a magical journey, really. Yeah, it certainly has. It's been it's been different. It's been totally different right, to what we're used to. Just going back to there, what you were saying about the sort of around the two thousand and two period. I was talking to one of my friends about that today. You know, those those sort of the Super League years. I think we were calling them the early Super League. And yeah, I had a lot of fun times that time watching Solvay home and away. But they weren't always always good on the pitch. Whether really. there was a lot of um, you know, a lot of dark days, weren't there? But the days that you enjoy. For, for different reasons, don't you? And it's part of, you know, growing up watching the, the club. But, yeah, the last couple of seasons have been, you know, been a blessing, really, haven't they? And, you know, with a new era now, a new coach coming in, quite a lot of new players coming in and some exciting signings as well. I mean, 2021, I mean, I've, I've read some things this week, you'll probably talk about it later, the pundits saying where we're going to finish once, I 11th that I've been reading, and I thought, they're not backing us again, either. they don't like to, uh, to, to give us any credit. But, no, I'm excited for 2021. I think it's going to be another successful season. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, I, th- I think, Parker, because obviously, you know, our success in the last couple of years, we've had a change of coach, we've got sort of a better quality of player in now, so I'm I'm thinking we can kick on from what we've achieved in the last couple of years, and these uh, experts might end up with a bit of pie in the face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I'd listen to Paul then about that. I mean, people tipping us to finish that that low down, thinking it a little bit crazy, and perhaps bias towards other teams. I, I'm, I said look, the last time I was on that I'm really excited by this squad. I think the versatility of all the players is is going to be key. The game's changed. Obviously, it's going to start the season. We're not going to have scrums, you know, so big mobile forwards make, make a big difference. I think our pack looks, you know, it looks athletic. You know, you don't, you don't need too many big boppers out there really these days. And our bat line is, if that stays fit, I'd be surprised if there's too many better in Super League than that. Um, our, our whole thing comes down to how they adapt to, to the new coaching. Hopefully, nothing much changes. Um, and if, if it doesn't or even improves, we're going to have a really good season. I, I, I see us as a, not as a threat to, to perhaps winning the thing, but then, you know, I could have said that a couple of years ago and we almost, we almost pulled it off. Um, 
but certainly another, you know, another tilt a cup and things like that. People won't, teams won't want to come and play us. I, I'll guarantee you that. And I saw it a few times last year, even, you know, after the restart, um, we, we didn't win all our games. You know, we, a couple of them we didn't do particularly well in. But, you know, the, the amount of games we had to play, I saw some really good rugby and, and stuff that excited me. And these players are adapting now. And, you know, obviously Watkins came in late on and I think our, our two centres are, are two of the best English centres around. And who knows, with World Cup coming up at the end of the year, a lot of players have got a lot to play for. So I'm, I'm really excited, lads. I've got to say, I think I think we'll do OK. And I'd, I'd, as it is at the moment, I'd be disappointed if we don't make, you know, the top eight. It's going to be a challenge. You know, I think it's just expectancy. Because obviously we've... We've got to a grand final. We've got to a, a Challenge Cup final last couple of years. When, when does it start becoming like? Well, this year we, we're going to have to get finish sort of fifth, sixth because of the the progression that we've made, uh, Paul. And 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 it's, that's the that's the difficult thing for me. How we deal with that, uh, both individually as players and also as the club. Yeah, I mean, this time of year you'll go on like Facebook or you'll read the paper and. You know, pundits make predictions, don't they? And they have they have stuff in certain magazines and that. And you look at stuff, and it's all. Oh, I always think it's very, very predictable. They'll sort of go off, you know, past your history and stuff like that. And certain teams never seem to get the the amount of credit that they deserve. I mean, I've I've been reading some stuff about Swinton this week in the Championship. I know they're not not fancied, and the you know they fancy sort of the usual suspects in there. And yeah, team, sometimes people can be a bit disrespectful to you and. I think they should have a look at what the building blocks that we've got in place there at Solver. I know I know Lee have been getting a lot of stick as well, saying, oh, they're not going to do very well, they're going to finish bottom. They've got quite a decent squad as well. So I think sometimes you have to look a little bit beyond that. And I think Solver deserve a lot of credit for what they've done. I mean, speaking to my dad yesterday about this, and we were saying last season was a false position for us, really, because we didn't play as many games. No one played the, the right amount of games, did they? We didn't play everybody twice. It was it was an unfair sort of unlevel playing field, if you like. And I think there was one stage where we played six games in about 22 days so you know it was it wasn't it wasn't right and you go to the year before we did fantastically well and I think last season if it had been home and away home and away game every week I think we'd have been up there in that top six again so we've done well we've done really well over the last couple of years and I, like I'm with you guys I'll echo what, what what you both said there what Parky said what, what you said Rob about the squad you look at that back line it's a really good back line. That let us go under the radar. Let people say what they want about Leeds and Castleford are going to do this and what have you. Our back line is really, really good. And don't forget, we've got Kevin Brown there as well. You've got Deck Patton who's come in, who's an excellent halfback. You've got Tui Lollier, international halfback. You've got the guy Danny Addy there, Andy Ackers. The, you know, people that were already there last season that we've, that we've kept hold of. And Callum Watkins, you know, what a quality centre is. Add to that, you know, the changes we've made in the forwards as well. The versatility of that pack. That's what it's all about now. In you know the the modern day, you know, with forwards and that, it's about having pace and and, and guys who can do bigger minutes. You, you know, you can't have forwards now who are doing five or ten minutes. You know, you need that, and I think we've got that in abundance. So, you know, let people write us off. We'll we'll happily go under the radar. We've got a very wise coach there, Richard Marshall. Obviously, you know, I'm saying that about him. He's he's done a good apprenticeship, and he'll be judged on results, won't we? So we'll know sort of halfway through the season how, how Richard is. But I'm quietly confident that he'll do an excellent job for us. Yet yeah, 30 members in the squad, uh, Parker. Average age for Salford is 27 years, 0.8. Uh, Lee have the, the oldest squad, which is 28 years and 60, 0.66. Uh, Wigan and Leeds are the two youngest squads with 24 years, 0.62. So, is it good that our squad is, is older, as in more experienced, uh, or is that something to worry about? I don't think there's anything to worry about. Just one thing there, you mentioned about the squad being at you know, 30, 30 members. I don't remember the last time we had a squad that big. And as the season goes on, this is what some of the pundits aren't looking at, the, the, you know, the longer picture. That these guys have got to play a lot of football this year and we, we'll be able to rotate players because we've got players who can come into that side who are just as good as the ones who we'll be taking out. And that's not the same for every other, every squad. You know, your bigger clubs who spend all the money, yeah, they'll, they'll probably have that in reserve. That's something that previously, I mean, Watson made that point, you know, over the last couple of years, that we just haven't had numbers. We've run out of numbers so many times. Last year we did it again. You know, we were we were putting lads on the on the bench who'd had broken ribs. You know, we shouldn't have even been near a squad. But because we didn't have enough players, I think we were around, you know, 25, 26 at one point, even, you know, as a full squad. And then extra players, now we're going to make a massive difference to us. Um, as for age, 
they do say it's you know it's but a number, and I like to I like to think of it that way. Um, now I'm getting on a little bit. <laughs> I think I think overall, I think the experience we've got, in, in, especially in key areas, is going to be is going to be telling. I think the thing is, I mean, you could you can bring Kevin Brown into that. Who's I think the oldest player in Super League this year? Is he 36, 37, whatever he is? The next step down might only be 32, you know, or whatever. I don't think the age really, really counts. I don't think it balances out quite right somehow. Um, but a lot of our players are in the prime. That's the main thing, especially forwards. You know, they hit their prime sort of 27 to, to 30. And then even, you know, into the early 30s, if you're, if you're a prop forward, I think they're ideally placed. And I think the experience, I mean, you're going on about age. We're talking about someone like, I say, Callum Watkins, who's, what, 29 is a Sargentson's in his 20s or, you know, whatever. All these players are now hitting their prime and they've learned enough from the time in the game to, to, to help us out. I, I think we're in the perfect place. You can have a young squad, but sometimes, and you'll see it a lot, that younger players lose the cool or if they're, you know, behind in a the game, they don't quite have that, that game control of how you get back into it, stay calm, don't do anything stupid. We can... You know, I saw it last year with Kevin Brown at, at times. He, he got us back into games just by thinking or, you know, putting a kick in somewhere that'll be you know, just guiding us around, somebody like that. Um, and I think that's, I think every team needs players like that. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the age of the squad. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I remember, was it mid, uh, early mid-90s, some of that people were calling us Dad's Army when we were signing players because we had that many old men. Um so that you know, them days are definitely behind us. I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, and I also I like the balance of the squad as well. Um, I think as well sometimes when you when you look at a, a squad, you think yeah, first you can pick your first seventeen off off the list, and then people who are going to drop you know fill in and and sort of come in and, and drop out. But this squad, uh, Paul, I, I don't see that. I, I see you know thirty. People who, who can who can play first grade rugby league, and, that, and that's only going to sort of help us through the season because there'll be no dropping quality because anyone coming in will 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 make a big difference. The likes of, of Reese Williams, you know, he went hundred yards at Wembley, and people are, are talking about Joe Burgess and and uh, Kissing Inu and um, Ken Co. You know, there's wing, there's quality. Everyone has quality, and it's 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 a fantastic problem uh, that Marshall has there. Well, yeah, and I think another one's Morgan Escray at fullback. I mean, mm-hmm. will he be at fullback? Will Dan Sargent be at fullback? Because you've got some quality in the centre there. You've got Inu who can play in the centre. You've got uh, Callum Watkins there as well. So, and you've got Matty Costello. So there's, there's there's competition there, and obviously, like Parky said, it's a long season. You know, with, with your playoff games, and your loop fixtures, and things like that. And I was looking at the calendar before with the, with the season starting a bit later. I would have thought there's going to be times where we're going to have to play a couple of games a week because we're only playing one game at Easter. So to get through the season, you might be backing up playing a midweek game. So you're going to need that big squad. And, you know, it's inevitable people will get injured. You just hope that you get through the season and with um, with as less as you can sort of thing. But it's good that you've got that sort of competition for places there and people who can fill in and play back up. You know, we've got some real good... I don't like calling them utility players because I think sometimes that's disrespectful. But guys like Chris Atkin who can who can play very well at hooker, play very well at standoff. And, and sometimes you need that, you need those options. And I think there's a few players in the side who, who are inexperienced. You've got the, the youngster from, from Newcastle Thunder, uh, Sam... Luckily. Luckily. Yeah, I've been reading about him this week and I think he's got bags and bags of potential and he could be one of those stories, one of those great stories. He looks a really interesting guy and I think he'll go well for us, but obviously he'll need a bit of time to adapt. There's another player I'm expecting a big season from, Jack Armanroyd. I thought towards the back end of last season, he started to find his feet. Um, a really big guy and took him a bit of time to adapt to it, but he looked really good to me at the back end of last year and I think he could have a really big season. So you've also got guys like Oliver Roberts, He'll be back in there as well. I mean, he's sort of coming towards the, the peak of his career, I'd say now. And, and Ryan Lannan, another big season for him. He's, he's got to perform this season now and all down a first team place. So you've got those guys there, and you've got the usual suspects like Lee Moss up. There's, there's loads, there's loads in there. It's a really well balanced squad for me that in the backs and the forwards. And yeah, I, I think the pundits have uh, have written us off too soon. I think I think we're going to be okay. Like Parky said, I'm really really excited. This 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 is a good squad. This. 
Yeah, uh, Connor Aspie signed a, a one-year deal after uh, impressing in his uh, trial, uh, Parky. It's great. Uh, the Supporters Trust got involved helping to fund that trial and uh, he's got his uh, opportunity now to, to, to play in the in the Super League squad. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, well done to Lardy. Proves that he's been given a chance and he's, you know, he's put his head down and just, just done the work that was asked by, by uh, Marshall and everybody else in the coaching staff, Danny Orr and everything. Uh, and uh, they've obviously seen something in him. You know, obviously it was spotted before through the foundation and everything, but you see it a lot, players, you know, they look okay at a certain level. He's obviously gone in there with the rest of the squad and he's earned it because, you know, there's no place and and no money just to carry players just because it's a good story. You know, this this guy's obviously doing really well. Uh, And I'm delighted it's another, you know, kind of local, we've mentioned it week on week recently about players from, you know, from the area now representing the club. This kid, you know, he's come through the system at the club. Um, and the first one in, you know, in a while, no, obviously Niall was there, but it was a long time ago when he sort of uh, graduated, if you like, from that level. Um, and hopefully, he'll get, you know, he might get a bit of game time. I mean, I actually hope he, he doesn't need to in many ways, uh, rather than just getting dropped in when we've got a load of injuries and you know he gets dragged into it. But I'd like him to be eased in, and he's got he's got youth, you know, he's got years to go yet. Um, but the, he's obviously worked hard. They've seen something in him, uh, and full credit to the you know supporters trust who who. You know, got him that chance, uh, and and well done to him to, for taking it, and it's it's reward for for all parties involved. Yeah, the the club talk about having five in five, which is five players coming through the the process in the first team squad in in five years. Uh, Paul, it's it's a good start uh, for for that, uh, and like I say, he's got talent, and it's great that the supporters trust got involved as well uh, to to help him on that journey. Yeah, it certainly is. I spoke to Connor, I think it was just before Christmas, and he was just embarking on this trial period and just speaking to him then for, what, only five minutes or so, and he was so excited about it. And, uh, you know, he's such a, a nice kid as well, and he's got his head screwed on. He doesn't sort of... He's not a Billy Bigger. He really is a, a really nice lad, dead down to earth. He, he does a lot of stuff in the gym. I think he's a, a personal trainer as well, so he's spending loads of time in the gym. He's getting himself, you know, right. He's eating right. He's, he's living the lifestyle. He's... He's not going out partying, not that you can go out anyway with all what's going on, but <laughs> you know what I mean. He's uh, He's got his head screwed on. He really wants to do well. And I think if you go back to the start of last season when we um, saw a few glimpses of him in the friendly games and what have you, you can tell he's got something. He's, he's a really talented player. And I don't know whether Ian Watson didn't think he, he was good enough or whatever, but I'm glad Richard Marshall's given him the chance. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's a great story that Supporters Trust have got involved there and helped out as well. And, you know, this this five in five years, I mean, it's a big ass that. But I think you've just got to just got to go with it and, and see what happens. I mean, we've had some really good youngsters come through over the last decade or so. All right, we've struggled to hang on to some players, but I think Conor Aspie could be some could be something special. You can see that in him when he plays. He's got a lovely pair of hands, and there is definitely something there. I mean, my dad said that when when he saw him playing decent judge of a player, my dad, and, you know, if someone's a duck egg, he'll tell you, and, and, and he said that about Conor, he said, no, he, he's, he looks special, and I, I think it will see him blossom, and like Parky said, let's hope he's not thrown into the deep end, let's hope he gets eased into the squad, and he's got some good players to learn off there, you know, I was particularly impressed last season with Andy Ackers, and glad we've got him tied down on a contract, and, you know, Conor could learn an awful lot there. Yeah, uh, Supporters Trust doing a fine job. Um, lots of uh, fundraising, I think, in the tank. Uh, they've they've announced uh, the sponsor try scheme uh, has been sort of restarted. Uh, Paul, 50p or a pound a try. Uh, chance to win some VIP tickets uh, when we're all allowed back in the ground. A great way uh, to support the club uh, with minimum costs. Yeah, I think you explained this sponsor try to me the other day when we were doing Salford Radio because I wasn't too sure how it worked. But uh, yeah, now I do know how it works. Uh, yeah, it's a good idea. It really is a good idea. And the Sports Trust doing a doing a fine job, as you said before. There's an awful lot going on. If if you're au fait with social media and things like that, you'll you'll notice the the auction pages that they've been doing. Uh, that the, a number of supporters are doing as well that are getting involved in it and uh, you know some great stuff that comes online. I, I bidded for a shirt the other day, but we've been on strike at the moment. I didn't want to go too high in the bidding, so I lost <laughs> out. But uh, but but no, I think it's great. I think it really is great. It's uh, 
it's a real good community feel at Salford at the moment. It has been over the last couple of seasons, and um, you know, let's hope that keeps growing. I think Supporters Trust, as a place, as sort of the Forever Reds did, you know, all those, I say, all those years ago, you know, Parky was involved in, in in that at the time, and I thought that was a great a great idea and a great concept. And this is is not quite that, um, but it's. Um, no, it's, it's getting people involved and making people feel part of the club. And uh, I think things like this are great. And it's fantastic that Richard Marshall wants to be involved. I know he's joined the trust and he seems to be really on board with that. So uh, I think we've got something special developing. Yeah, it raises money for the player pathways, Parky. 50p out a pound a try. Um, you've ever, ever ever had a dabble with the sponsor a try? No, uh, oh. is the honest answer. I haven't, and I don't. I don't know why. I think I've always kind of latched on a bit late, you know, and it's already starting and things like that. I, I don't know why. I, didn't. I remember uh, one of the lads doing it a few years ago, and I just, I don't know why I haven't done it. Um, probably because I'm terrified that they're going to score a load of tries, and I'll yeah. be, uh, I'll be bankrupt and have to remortgage the house, which won't go down too well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a great idea, and there are so many, aren't there? I mean, obviously. You know, we've we, we've got squad builders and things like that as well, and then all the events that they've had previous to the lockdown, um, and like Paul said, all the auctions have been doing recently. It's it's really good. I mean, it's funny. I was thinking the other night, something came up on Facebook, and then Paul was Paul had seen it, um, uh, an old uh, video that was put together by Forever Reds of like the Super League years, and we sold it to raise funds. And I was thinking about Forever Reds, and obviously we we were kind of scrambled together to get money quick. Uh, after the relegation uh, uh, 2002 uh, to try and keep the players, you know, full-time and everything else and get, get back promoted, just do our bit. But this is different now. And it's, it's always harder at times like this where people think, well, do they really need, you know, do they need the money? The team's doing okay. We've made a grand final. We've been to the cup final. Things seem to, you know, there's no crisis, thank God, probably for the first time in a long time, you know, the last up until the coach walks out. Um for the first time in many years, as far as I can remember. And it is hard to get people motivated to, you know, put their hand in the pocket and say, well, here's a bit more. But that bit extra gets Conor Aspie, you know, and it will do the same going forward with younger kids. The lads that, you know, maybe might be one of your, you know, somebody listening now, it might be your lad or, or whatever, at Folly or the Roosters or wherever, who's the next one to get picked up because that money's there and available to give them that chance um, and there's a, there is a lot of hard work in, in, in that. And obviously, even what, what happens with the, you know, John Blackburn and them guys at the club as well and the work that they do uh, in, the, in the foundation. And I understand there's only so much money to, you know, to go around and you can't do everything. But it, all these little threads give you a chance to get involved in one way or another or do them all if you're lucky enough to be in that position. You know, it's not, well, we need, you know, we need 500 quid off you or you can't be part of this. You know, like you say, it can be 50p uh, a try and it's, you know, it's not probably not going to kill you in the, in the long run. So, uh, yeah, I will do. Obviously, as uh, as you say, I'm uh, currently in between. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be soon back in um, by the time the season kicks off. And uh, yeah, then I can put my hand in my pocket. Yeah, get a job first, Parky, and then, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah if, if you want to uh, get involved in sponsor try you, you can contact Shirley on 07817 uh, and she'll uh, she'll organise that with you um, other ways you, uh, fundraising the club have announced uh, the squad builder for the 2021 season uh, bronze silver and gold levels uh, like last year uh, Paul um, it's great that the, the us fans can sort of help the club uh, in this time of need yeah certainly I think the, the squad build has been a, a quite a good concept hasn't it really and I know it's probably helped out getting players over the line I think from what I read into it the Callum Watkins signing last season I think was helped by that you know forgive me if I'm giving you wrong information I'm sure I read that somewhere so and it's helped out with other players as well so um, so yeah it's, it's a good thing you know if you've, if you've got the money and I think we were talking about it again on the on the radio recently um, the, the sponsorship at Salford we've got some real loyal supporters there who go week in week out but are also club sponsors as well you know with the various businesses and things like that so we are very lucky in in, in that uh, in that aspect so um, so yeah I think the, the squad bill has been another super idea and you know if you have got that money like you said I think you can do 
do. I'm not sure what the, the prices are now. You'll probably have them wrote down there. Um, you can do what you can afford, can't you? If it's 50 quid or 500 quid or whatever, so anybody can get involved. And I think that makes you feel special. It makes you feel part of it. Then not that you you really are being involved in in, in helping the players. Yeah, we were talk, talking about on the Sports Zone on Solve City Radio every Tuesday, 7pm, get a cheeky cheeky plug in there. Um, there is different tiers, like I said, we can do, you can do a bronze level, um, £100 or £18.33 a month, um, silver for £250 or £45.83 a month, or gold, which is £500 or £91.67 a month for six months I think it is um, with a gold uh, tier you get free uh, Red Devils TV subscription uh, a special t-shirt match balls 50% off your Magic Weekend ticket you get two uh, tickets for sort of bring a friend if you want to sort of invite people to, to the game and, and give them a trial at Salford and see if they like, like it and then possibly um, they'll come again uh, there's training events planned as well so a couple of tickets for that uh, and club events as well later on in the season and it's great I, I think obviously with all that um, you know things you can get in the gold uh, section parking you know people will want to jump on that I reckon yeah I was uh, fortunate to 2019 to, uh, to to be involved a little bit with, with, with that and I got to you know obviously tickets for the, the player of the year awards at the club and everything which was, you know, a great night. Um, obviously, following a great season, I think we were a few days off the grand final when that happened, so we were all buzzing anyway. Um, but that was a great event and well organised and everything else. And I think all the all the little things you get for it, it it, it does make it worthwhile. I mean, it's not the reason really to get involved in in, in that kind of thing, but the, you know, little perks that you do get. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think wasn't it the squad builder also got us Joey Lossick? A couple of years ago, we brought Jacko over, and I think we had we managed to rustle some money up through a squad builder, not quite as organised as this one, but um, and it, it brought us Joey. Who, you know, let's be honest, I think we did okay out of that. Um, so again, it's just another case of, of us doing our part. And later in the season, you know, or, or into next season, there might be a who knows a marquee player spot out there for us that we can go and go and chase because we have got that money. Um, the club seems to be on a, a really good even keel at the moment. Uh, well run by obviously Paul King, who's who's a you know an absolute legend uh, and, and blazer, and uh, and everyone else involved. So uh, yeah, it's just a chance for us to do our bit, I suppose. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll look into it again, <laughs> not too soon, but uh, try and try and uh, try and get involved and uh, yeah, try and get tickets for that uh, Player of the Year at the end of the year. It'd probably be a Zoom thing if it, if it continues as it is. Parker, uh, I think by then we'll be okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm touching wood here, but I think I think we'll be all right to to attend events again by by sort of what the end of the year, September, October time. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, other news: um, Red Devils TV are looking for fans to talk about their favourite moments following Salford, and there was a video of of somebody having a Salford room with. Uh, uh, banners and and pictures and scarves and shirts. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great if if you know people want to get involved in that. I think Red Devil TV is a fantastic thing, uh, Paul. And it's it, it's if us fans get involved, it's more content. It's better content, and we all get entertained at the same time. Yeah, I think it's interesting content, Rob. Um, I think the the Red Devils TV has been great. You know, viewing the old matches and, and things like that. People love the nostalgia, don't they? I certainly do, of um, watching old games and remembering matches that you've been to. And uh, I know there's been quite a few on um, on the various Facebook pages recently, what people have been putting on the old the old VHSs and that they are getting copied. So they're great. But, uh, but, yeah, I think things like that, you know, just listening to fans and fan stories and, you know, stories of fans going to games and what matches they've been to over the years and, and stuff like that. I think that's really interesting. I'd, I'd love to listen to stuff like that. And I think, you know, going behind the scenes with players as well and just seeing what they get up to in the in the sort of when they're not playing, you know, when they're not rugby league players and, and what their interests are and, you know, just little things like that. I think that, that's, that's like the really interesting sort of stuff. But no, I think talking to fans is good. They're the, they're the lifeblood of the club, aren't they? And uh, we've got some, some top fans, haven't we? So, um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, we were crying out for Red Devils TV for years and years, Parky, and now it's here. Um, it kind of proves our point that it worked, um, and it's great, and it's well worth a, a watch. It is. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's dangerous. 
I uh, I think day last week or night last week, I thought uh, I'll just watch a, a couple of old games on uh, on there, and I ended up I think probably staying up several hours later than I should have done, which <laughs> kind of ruined me the next day. Um, brilliant because you're bringing back memories, most of them from like the uh, sort of 1991 season I was watching, and then I moved on and I started watching the next year. And I thought, oh, this could go on forever. Um, and it is, it is good. And the actual idea of asking fans, I mean, like like Paul's just said, I love listening to, to to fans talk about you know games. I mean, we've all probably had it with our you know our dads or whatever and, and mums and stuff. They've gone on about games before we were around, um, and it, it, it kind of warms you up a little bit, doesn't it? Listening to that kind of thing. And I think um, I, I you know there's quite a few fans I'd like to you know pick their brains about certain certain things, and then. A lot, a lot of people like that I've been going with for a long time to remind me of what actually happened in certain games because uh, uh, I probably flushed them all out with alcohol while I was watching it, uh, which, which which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having a crack at that, to be honest. But uh, narrowing it down to you know, a short video to put on there might be a bit difficult for somebody. Um, but yeah, it looks great. I, mean, I, I love it. Now I'm watching it virtually every day at the moment, you know, just trying to catch up on things and going through every section of, of, of the whole website. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a really good idea, and we have been crying out for it. And and hopefully it can just get bigger and better. Yeah, Emma's doing a fine job, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be more uh, content to come as the, as the season gets uh, nearer. Other news, uh, Parker, uh, one of your old clubs, uh, Salford City Roosters, celebrating the 40th anniversary this year. Um, must be a you know proud moment, fantastic club, uh, and you can also get a shirt as well. You can also buy a shirt to celebrate. Yeah, I've seen the shirts. Uh, I'll probably get one of the polos. It's back to the traditional uh, traditional colours, isn't it? Of the mm. green and gold, which... Yep. Which I played in. I can't say, you know, I was uh, the greatest player in our team. Unfortunately, <laughs> there was a few, few other decent ones. One that's now uh, head coach at the Huddersfield Giants. Um, yeah, we a great, great town, great club. Really, you know, some really good people there. And I know that you know they're a bit working on. I think on the on the clubhouse and everything. It's it's great. And it, I think the, the, one of the main things I've always found about amateur rugby, certainly in 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 Salford, is the facilities have always been a little bit less than less than average, let's say. Um, and they you know, they're really having an attempt now to, to to spruce up the clubhouse and get everything sorted out. And in their fortieth year, I mean, can you imagine the players that have gone through there? You know, the entertainment they've given people over the years. I was there. I think I was there for five years, and I I, I loved it. I mean, there were some really cold. Uh, Sunday mornings and Saturdays that I remember, um, where you probably think I'd rather be in bed than doing this, getting uh, trampled by some seventeen stone bloke. But um, no, happy days, good good club, and uh, yeah, it's nice to uh, nice to see him bring back the old you know the old colours. One of one of rugby league's greatest losses, Paul, that you never made it. That's what I'm, that's what I was told. Yeah, it's probably me that told you that though. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't go that far. Uh, I was I was blessed with uh, let's just say commitment. That'll do. Um, there's it was all it all looked good in my head, but I don't think it actually came out in practice. I was exactly the same for Langworthy. I mean, if I could play rugby league like I played John Madden, I'd be the best player in the world, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, Paul, you. You do um, our amateur uh, reports. Um, Salford City Roosters are, are like our premier um, amateur side in the area, aren't they? It's fantastic that they're, they're celebrating this uh, anniversary. Yeah, it certainly is. I know they've, they've found it tough, haven't they, the last couple of seasons and, and what have you in the conferences. And uh, and yeah, it'd be great to see amateur rugby league return, Rob. I've, I've really missed it. I've really missed doing the report. And I know with what's been going on with the government recently, there's you know it could probably be getting the green light hopefully soon, like grassroots sports. So it'd be, it'd be nice to uh, to start chatting about it again and following the local teams. But yeah, Salford uh, City Roosters are uh, as Parky said before. There's been uh, been a lot of players come through their sisters, haven't there, and gone on to play professional rugby league. So. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're they're a, they're a top club, and uh, we wish them all the best in their anniversary year, and hopefully we can see them playing again soon. Yeah, other news, uh, Parker, new away shirts out. Um, well, been announced. Um, it's it's a black shirt with a white and red vertical line down the middle of it. It looks nice, I think, Parker, uh, and an ideal way to to help put a few uh, pennies in the club. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you can't go uh, far wrong with a black uh, away kit for me with, with Salford. I think it's uh, 
it's kind of a natural a natural thing. It's good, yeah. It's quite nice, quite striking, really. Um, I mean, I was, you know, I was I was in the balance a little bit with the home one at first, and then it's kind of grown on me. Um, certainly more so than than, than last year, um, which. I didn't particularly, you know, wasn't particularly keen on. But, but there again, does it matter as long as the team's winning and it's got, uh, you know, it's got it's got Salford on it somewhere? It'll do for me. Um, but no, it looked it looked good, and I thought the the way they, they kind of announced it, uh, you know, the, the the sort of video presentation and all that, it's really slick, really professional. Um, you know, gone on the days where they tried to organise a photo shoot with Gibbo and Sex Evans and people like that, and the, it was absolute chaos. One of them was, you know, go running off and try and fix something that was leaking or something like that. Um, it was great to see. And, uh, yeah, it looks quite smart. I think it'll do really well. I think it'll sell well. Uh, just just need to get it in now and, and, like you say, get that money in the in the coppers and uh, and see what else we can, you know, we can come up with uh, through the season merchandise-wise. I think that's the important thing, uh, Paul. It, it, merchandise is important. It's kind of an extra sort of arm for the, the club's funds. And, you know, coming out, the away shirt, it looks nice. I like the home shirt as well. Um, I like the, the badge as well. So I think it's a, you know, all in one pretty good package, really. Yeah, you can give the radio another plug now because we had this chat on the radio, didn't we, about the shirts? <laughs> and um, we were saying, what were the, the black shirt, the black away shirt, particularly in 2019? I think the supporters really took to it, but the players did because remember, we played quite a few home games, didn't we, in that shirt? Because they could become a bit superstitious with it when we got on that that, that winning run. So, uh, so yeah, it's become our. Um, our choice, hasn't it? The uh, the the black away kit. So um, no, I think I think both kits both kits are fairly similar, aren't they? Really, and uh, quite a, quite a different design. It's not like the traditional sort of Salford uh, Salford design, is it? Really, Salford colours. But I think they both look really good, and I think they look good with the new badger. And I think you'll sell plenty. But if I had to have a choice out of the two, I think the the, the black one's good. I think it's uh, I think it's good. I think they both look good though, so I'm sure we'll sell plenty. As you said before, the merchandise is very important. You know that we we we, uh, we get behind that, especially especially now with the with the funds and when we start going back, we don't know about the, how big the crowds are going to be. So every sort of bit of income we can get is uh, good. And there's nothing better than seeing loads of uh, shirts, particularly in the summer when the sun's out and you've got shirt sleeve crowds. And that. there's nothing better than seeing a stand full of uh, red and uh, and black shirts. We might have to start holding stuff back for this podcast, Paul, because if we talk about the same stuff, <laughs> no one's going to listen to the Sports Zone, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, we, we do talk about other things on the Sports Zone, like football and rugby league it's and boxing and stuff. UFC. and There's lots of other stuff to talk about in the world of sport in Salford. Yeah, there certainly is. Well, there's only one, though, isn't there? There's only Salford rugby, really, mate. Well, yeah. The, 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 that's the important we, we, we like to dip our toes in, in other things as well. Um, talk about dipping our toes. Magic Weekend. Newcastle, 4th of September, uh, Castleford, Parker. Be a good game, that. It will, and that's uh, it, because it's later in the year this year as well. I think going back to what we were saying before about squads, I think that's where it'll be telling. You know, a big, a big pitch up at St. James's, um, September. It's still, you know, the weather generally is still quite all right, so it might be, you know, a bit tiring. Big squad that, that we, we've assembled, uh, I think it'll help us out. Um, and we're first on again, which seems to be happening all the time. So uh, it's kind of a, you know, you can have a go watch us and stay there all day, or you know, go see us, and you, you know, you can be on for your tea, even from Newcastle. To be fair, uh, so it's, it's a good time for me. And so hopefully, if we can, you know, if we all are out and about again, and we can get tickets, and I think it'd be a good fixture. I think two teams that are probably in that same bracket with each other, looking at probably probably not looking top four. Certainly not wanting to be, you know, top, bottom four. So, I think, I think it'd be, I think they've sort of spaced it out, and made it quite even this year. The, the way the, the the fixtures have come out, um, and yeah, we, I mean, you know, we, we we do tend to have a bit of a tough time against Cass, um, but this is the neutral territory, so who knows? We could, uh, you know, it'd be nice to turn them over. But uh, yeah, it's a good fixture overall. I think it's quite an attractive game. Yeah, I do. I do like the concept. It's a kind of festival rugby league. You know, all the fans sort of milling together. Hopefully, by then we'll we'll be able to mill together, even if it's a reduced uh, attendance. But yeah, I think it's something to look forward to, uh, Paul. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be taking lots down there. Obviously, you know, we'll be able to purchase tickets, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be well worth a watch. 
Yeah, I, th- I reckon you'll be all right by September, Rob. I think everyone will have had that vaccine by then and, and what have you. And it was about 50-odd thousand isn't it, Newcastle, so they should get a, a nice, healthy crowd. And let's hope so. Anyway, it's, it's always a decent event. Um, I'm one of those. I, I've been to loads of them magic weekends over the years, and I prefer it when Salford are on first because I, I don't like watching other teams. I, I like to watch us and then and then bugger off, like because uh, you know we've normally got a beat or something. Normally in a bit of a mood then, so I'm glad we're on first. But yeah, the game against Cast that that, that that's an exciting game that you know with the Naya levels going over there. They've got a couple of other players off us as well, so that might add a bit of spice to it. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that game. That's a that's a good draw. At least we're not playing St. Helens. I'm I'm sick of playing them, um, especially the first game of the season as well. We've had them early doors, haven't we, a few times? So I don't think we played Castleford at the, at the Magic, have we? So uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk uh, science and technology now, uh, Parker. Um, there was there's been an announcement that ProTech uh, mouthguards are going to be provided to our players uh, for this season. Basically, there's a chip in the the mouth guard which kind of gives data to the people, the sort of the the off field staff about how the the players performing. I think it's fantastic, and it's a great blend of, of sort of technology uh, and to help get that extra one percent in in big games. Yeah, it's a big thing. I think we're the first, if, if I read it right, we're the first rugby league club to actually, you know, to take uh, take this this mouth guard and. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot in the press at the moment about certain, you know, footballers from the past who have had suffering, you know, through through injuries to the brain, probably from heading a ball. They think that these, you know, we need to get this these stats together and, and find out, you know, what what is causing it, because a lot of the time, especially with rugby league players, we we know they're all, you know, they're all tough lads and stuff, and a lot of the time, unlike football, they spend most of the game pretending not to be injured. Um, and I think this will give them evidence and, and medical staff will be better tuned in to think, actually, we're in a better place here to decide what's right for you right now. Uh, you know, a player, it could happen one week, uh, one weekend, and he'll, he'll say, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, and they can study the stats and say, actually, that's quite a big, you know, that's a big impact that could have had a, an effect. This guy needs a week off now. We can't risk putting him back in rather than just keep fielding player, after, you know, player, player every single week. I think it's a great thing. I think, uh, I mean, it's amazing what they can do. I mean, I still get, you know, when they have these little trackers in the in the back of the shirt that you, you can, I mean, I don't even know how that works. It blows my mind a bit. But this this is better. This is a really good thing because it will give them vital information that, will you know, could help a player or, you know, any individual further down the line. Because um, some, you know, like I say, some, some players might take a knock and, and play it off a little bit and say, oh, it wasn't that bad. And now these medical people can actually see it and go, no, this is, this is a lot more serious than you're letting us know. Um, so yeah, well done to the club for, for getting that. That's a, you know it's quite a coup really, and you know nice to see that we're, we're leading the way. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I was listening to a podcast about uh, the NFL and and now their sort of players are suffering sort of concussion and and now the lives have, have fell apart after. And I think it's great that we have this technology now, so they can monitor players and, and make sure that the 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 perfectly fine and you know because player welfare is is really really important um Paul and, and it's it's great that we're sort of on board with it and, and we're the first club to do it uh, and it gives us that spotlight as well uh, to the people outside uh, knowing that we're a good club who, who look after the players yeah it's, it's very interesting that I was reading about that the other day and it's um you know just a sort of reading it was blowing my mind a bit really thinking how can a can a gum shield you know do that do that much you know with this, with this microchip in so very very interesting and like you said player welfare fair is you know, top of the list really isn't it we want to look after the players and things like that and if, if this sort of technology improves it even if it's just one percent you know that that's a, a win isn't it because you know we've said it before haven't we you know the collisions in rugby league they're massive sometimes aren't they and um, you know we, we don't want players to be you know suffering in, in, in later life do we as, as less we can really so if this helps like I said, even if it's just a small percent, I think that, that that's a win-win, and it, plus it gets solved in the spotlight as well. And uh, you know, we're we're up there as, as pioneers in it. So yeah, I thought that was a really interesting story. That's something I'm going to look out for. What's the next? Wonder what the next step is, Parking. So you've got like a, a tracker thing on your back. You've got a, a chip in your gum shield. What what's the next step? Is it like a like a scrum out with with kind of like brain wires to to check how you you you're functioning? I don't know how far it can go. I mean, I just think back to, to growing up as a kid, you know, and even the idea that I'm talking to you via, 
you know, via this communication right now, he's, he's, he's earth-shattering thinking back, you know, two cans on a string sort of thing or a, a phone plugged into a wall and sit <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs and talk to people about, you know, Brown, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just going, just talking about how old I am. Um, no, I, th- I don't know. I mean, obviously, you don't want it to, to interfere with the game as well and change too much. But like you say, these days, these, these guys are so fit, so well-tuned. You know, the, I think Carl Harrison, it was who said, uh, that I think a, a general sort of tackle when guys run a ball in from 10 yards in rugby league is like is, is the equivalent to a car crash. That's how severe it can be on the body. You try doing that, you know, some guys do, what, 40, 50 tackles a, a game, and then the players who are running in, how many carries have you done, you know, that kind of thing. It, we, we've got to keep a check on that, especially now, because the game is so quick, so quick. There's very few breaks. You don't get time to you know, to, to, to kind of have a breather, if you like. You can't just go and hang out on the wing anymore and stuff like that. Um, and like I say, at the moment, we know scrums as well. It's even quicker than it's ever been. You know, you hand the ball over. There's no there's no break. There's no leaning on each other for a couple of minutes. It's uh, it's important now that we do look after these guys because they are so finely tuned. You know, one thing can go wrong, one, one accident, and, you know, a career can be over. And, and you know, what goes from there? From not just bodily, but obviously in the mind and everything else, you know, we've really got to sort of tighten up. And uh, who knows? In, in five years' time, you know, this this gumshield thing might be overtaken by something completely different. You know, we might be able to do it, monitor it. Yeah, I don't know from the touchline, like it with a you know a speed gun kind of thing or something like that. You just don't know, dear. But um, no, it's good to see that steps are being taken and we we can look after the lads. Five years time, Parker. I'm hoping to do this podcast like a red dwarf, like hologram of us three. <laughs> we'll stood around a table. That'd be immense. That'd be immense. No, I'm not sure for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> to, to see us and, and to listen to us, that's that's double double the excitement. Might, uh, I think we might lose a few by doing that. <laughs> keep it this way for now. Um, final, final bit of news. Um, the club have announced uh, George Harborne as their new commercial director, uh, Paul. I think I think it's great. If you look back at his, um, his, his history in, in football, he's worked at Aston Villa, he's worked at Derby County, he's worked at West Brom um, on sort of similar projects. And he, he seems like he, he, he's, he's the go-to guy uh, to get get good deals. Yeah, he does. We spoke about this before, didn't we? Off-air sort of thing. And uh, some of those football teams you mentioned there, you know, sort of sleeping giants of the, of the sport, or big clubs in football, anyway, aren't they? Some of them not quite mm. at the top of the game at the moment, but it's a you know it's a it's a big thing, and if he can bring some of that experience into to the world of rugby league, you know that that, that could be could be priceless. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what ideas he's got and, and what he brings uh, what he brings to the table. It's, it's another exciting appointment. You know, it's it's taking shape now, isn't it? We've got a, a good staff there of people working at Salford. You mentioned before Ian Blees and Paul King. Who are doing a tremendous job, you know, running running the club, and you know, it's it's nice not to be in the news for like money troubles and things like. I mean, if you spoke to Paul King now, he might say, yeah, there is money troubles, are we, or whatever we we sort of um, running on empty, but because there's always something like that, isn't there? But it doesn't seem that way at the moment. It seems like things are, are quite fairly quiet and. No news is good news, if you like. So, um, so yeah, it's another interesting appointment. We've got a nice backroom team as well now for Richard Marshall. And, yeah, it's, it's all looking good. But, like I said, interesting to see what he brings and, and, and what sort of working practices he can bring from the football teams he's worked at and what ideas he can bring from there. Because, if anything, it can help us, you know, grow our attendances and, and grow our reach. It'll be good. Paul King said in on the on the club's um, announcement that um, George won't score uh, a winning try at Wembley, but he's, he will be as equally important to the club. Looking at him, I'd back him over twenty yards to get over the line, but that's a that's a different story altogether, Parker. He is he has a big big role to play in in our club because we we want to break into these markets, don't we, to improve our our you know. Uh, the way we're kind of viewed in in the outside world, and and he will bring that experience uh, to the to the to the table. Absolutely. I mean, this, look, this guy's you know, like you say, you look at his CV and the places he's worked. He obviously knows his stuff. We're we're in a quite privileged you know position in many ways here in, in being in Salford with so many big businesses on our you know on our doorstep. Certainly if he can bring in something from them as well as, you know, we, we always look at fans and getting bums on seats, but financially, you know, money from, 
from companies is, is massive and it's something we need to tap into. You know, we've got what goes on down at the Keys and Media City. We've got Manchester, you know, Trafford Park. You've got these big, you know, all these companies all over. And we need to get, get into them. And this guy hopefully can can do that for us. And in these times where, let's be honest, money's tight, you know, a lot of people are struggling, a lot of companies are struggling because of the pandemic and everything else. If you can just get that extra little bit out of somebody, um, and this guy hopefully can do that, he's going to be massively useful. And again, it goes back to, to the squad, it goes back into the club. And that's where, you know, that that's going to be his, his job. Obviously, a big task is getting fans through the doors. I mean, that's, that's a problem we've had for, well, probably the most part of, what, 40 years now, really. Uh, this isn't, you know, it's not a new problem, but um, hopefully he can open up new new pathways for us. And, uh, yeah, he's got a very, very, uh, very big, very tough, important role. And, I, you know, I can, can only wish him the best. And But looking at, you know, Paul King and, and the people he's got around him, he seems to seems to know people and judge people quite well. And uh, and hopefully this is another, another good acquisition for the club. Yeah, I think it's product placement and profile. That That's what, I think it's important, and I think we're getting on. We're, we're getting that 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 is happening at the moment. It's it's fantastic, um, Paul. That that you know the the club are moving in that direction. Um, George will come in and, and work his magic, and you know all the wheels are, are, are turning in the right direction now. Yeah, they certainly are. They certainly are, and um, like I said before, it's exciting. It's exciting what's happening off the field, and it's just been a shame. There's another thing we we spoke about last week was. Um, so the momentum of the club, you know, after 2019, getting to the grand final, and, and I think I think we've been really hard done to really with, with what's happened, you know, things out of our control with this this global pandemic because we were doing really well, wasn't we? 2020, we get to the Challenge Cup final, and yet we that sort of momentum gets taken away from us because we can't take supporters with us, we can't sell shirts, we can't sell tickets and things like that. So we have been sort of held back. So I think 2021, once we can start going again, that's where we can pick up from where we left off from, if you like. Because you think back to 2019, the, the amount of people we took to, to Old Trafford and that that sort of wave that was around the club, that wave of excitement and you know people queuing up for tickets and things like that. I've never experienced anything like that watching Salford before. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't want it to go back to just being the sort of hardcore two, two and a half, three thousand people. We want it to keep building and keep building. So, uh, you know, you'll always have your hardcore supporters who will go. But you know, if we can get that momentum again and, and start winning matches and playing rugby league the, the way we were playing it, that exciting brand of stuff, which I'm sure we're going to play under Richard Marshall. That's another exciting thing we've not even spoke about that you know he's worked at St Helens for the last two years and, and what's he picked up from there they don't play sort of a boring style of rugby it's going to be it's going to be great to watch I think so it's exciting on the pitch and off the pitch as well I know Paul King said there he's not going to score this George ain't going to score the winning try at Wembley but his expertise in his field is going to do the club an awful lot of good and we wish him all the best in his role yeah I think obviously us fans not being at, at Wembley is, is a bit of a blow Parker but I think us being successful in this in this period is is a, is a is a is a is a positive advantage because the club can sort of mould its image how it wants to be seen because obviously we're all watching the same telly out where we're all watching Sky we're all watching the match and with without you know when when you go to the match everyone has their own sees their own things and and gets influenced by certain things and because we're all on this same sort of viewing panel. The club club can mould its or mould its image in a in a more positive way, in my opinion. Yeah, backing up what Paul said and, and yourself there about Wembley. I mean, that was a massive blow for us. We could have made, you know, pots full of cash. I would have thought from that. And it, it, the one year, you know, that it can't happen. Uh, we managed to make it after, you know, waiting forever for it. Um, some would just say typical. Um, I think the, the the key word, and you said it there, was is success. We've got to be successful on the pitch before anything else. Uh, unfortunately, that's uh, a wise old man once said to me, and probably not as wise as I think, but he, he said that Salford have tried everything except success in the last 40 years. And that, that was kind of right. You know, we, we, we've done all the gimmicks. We tried to get bummed on it. Going back to, you know, was it Trish? Yeah, was it Goldsmith? And yeah. all the things that she did. And it never stuck because we were getting beat and people don't want to. People aren't silly and... You know, they, they've got to look after the money. They're not just going to turn up, well, unlike some of us, but every week uh, handing over cash when you're getting beat by 40 or 50 points. That's that's just not going to work. Um, but now it seems that the club is now on that that, that level as a rugby league team. We're, 
we had a bit of a force. We have made, you know, the two finals in two years. It doesn't doesn't count for for everything, but it's a, it's a great start. We do seem to have things right off the pitch, um, and if we can just carry on that success, people will come, and it'll make other people's jobs at the club a lot a lot easier. Um, but yeah, we you know we need to mould a new a new image in many ways that we're not just little old salt for our that team that's just oh, they'll probably get beat this week anyway or something like that. You know, the club as a whole, as an entity, needs to change its image a little bit. Um, and and then obviously Paul's, Paul King's got his ideas. You know, he brought out the new badge. Not to my liking, as I've mentioned probably 700 times on here. <laughs> but they've obviously done something. They obviously know something. You know, these guys are, are in positions like this because of, of the success they've had in their own lives, in their own businesses. Um, and that's an image change, you know, and everything about it, what we do on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, but it all it all re- revolves around being successful. We we can try anything we like, you know. We could bring in Bill Gates to to try and make us a few quid. But if your team's rubbish, it, it's generally not going to work. Not not many big successful clubs go through you know thirty forty years of uh, of winning nothing. So um, it's the whole thing's got to come together. But it looks like the club are trying to change that image and push us forward and become a you know, a modern sporting and community club. Talking about image, uh, Paul, new new badge on the on the on the stadium on the stadium wall, lit up beautifully at night. If you've seen the uh, the Facebook and the, and the Twitter pictures, just what we just what we asked for a nice badge shining brightly in the night sky. Yeah, I have seen that actually. Yeah, it, it does. It looks good, doesn't it? I mean. We've got a bit of stick, haven't we, over the years? We've changed names a couple of times and changed badges, and that that one seemed to stay there on the uh, on the old West Stand, hasn't it? But no, I think it looks really good. It looks good, and you know, some people have sort of said they don't like it, and I think you can't please everybody, can you? That's just the way things are. It's like every time we bring a shirt out, you'll get people who say, "Oh, I don't like that," and you can't please everybody, can you? It's difficult sometimes, but no, I think it's looked really good and. It's just ready now. It's just set and ready now for, for supporters to get back and, and, and get back watching the sport. I think it's the same with all sports now, isn't it? And uh, it's just uh, once we can get that green light and start going again, I think for now we're just going to have to put up with uh, watching it on the telly and what have you. But, uh, but no, it's looking good. We've said it before, haven't we? We're in prime place there, really, aren't we, for, um, for people to see us going over the, the motorway. And I think the only way is up for us now and... Like we've just said there, if we if we can have some success next season and you know, we get to, to Wembley again, how good would that be if we get there again next season? It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? But no, we just gotta keep making progress as best we can and playing the playing the right sort of rugby and I'm sure under under Richard Marshall we're gonna do well. I know I keep saying that, I keep harping on about that, but I'm really excited for this season. I think he was the right appointment. I think he's brought the right people in. We've signed the right sort of players and, and things are looking really, really good. Talk about doing well. We, we we might get this podcast under an hour, Parker. Fingers crossed. Oh right, we've still got time to spare. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll I'll think of a story. No, yeah, <laughs> make a change, won't it? People will be able to go to sleep at some point when they're listening to it. Um, no, just 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 echoing what what Paul said there, and obviously going about the the stadium with the the signs and stuff like that. Just that little bit more of um, something on on the uh, is it is it the the north stand, the away end as as we see it. Um, so the tra- passing traffic from that from the the, the Barton flyover can can properly see that it's sold for rugby league club because I know too many people who say, "Oh, is that yours?" You know, kind of thing. Uh, it's it's tough, but that's we're in a like Paul's just said, we're in a prime location there, and I see that there's been I think this change of uh, sort of uh, development license on the on the grounds around it now. Um, so hopefully we'll see more progress with buildings going up around the stadium a little bit. Well, again, companies that we could possibly tap into should be able to, you know, whoever takes over them. Um, and the, the whole the whole development around that ground needs to change just a bit, just so it's a bit more sort of family-friendly, I think, and, you know, a bit more of a, an event on a day. It's great for me and you. We're just going to go and watch the rugby. It doesn't matter what goes on. You know, you could have a, a circus or, you know, dancing girls or whatever you want, but it's, it's about the rugby. But the, there are other people who have, other taste to who can add the rugby to a full day of something, and if we can just get the whole use of the stadium uh, on a match day and get it get it buzzing like uh, that buzz you used to get walking down Willows Road or Weaslane, uh, you know, going towards the the Willows, if we can get that back. Uh, 
yeah, we're all going to looking forward to it and talking about it on the on the the Devil of Detail and the and the Sports Zone on a, on a Tuesday night on Solve City Radio. That's in this week's uh, podcast park. Another great show. Yeah, brilliant. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised. I was thinking be- before we started. I don't I don't really know. There's been that much that much going <laughs> on, but it, it's strange and it's like when you sit in the pub and you just start talking to people about sport of any sort. But certainly rugby league, we can we can fill an hour or so, can't we? No problem. Yeah, it, t- it kind of takes your mind off it, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Paul? And, you know, talking about rugby league with your mates, that's what it's all about. He certainly is. Yeah, you can talk to anybody, you, Rob. <laughs> you? Yeah, you can talk to anybody about anything for about an hour. But, no, I, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy the show, mate. And it does it. it takes your mind off some some of the sort of lesser exciting things that are happening in the world. And like with me, with all the strike business and whatever that's going on, it's just nice to said to my wife the other day, I said, I just can't wait for rugby league to start again so I can stop thinking about work. And I've got... You know, my number one priority. She went, well, Salford's not your number one priority. I said, it blooming well is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't, can't wait for it to start again. So, no, enjoyed the show, guys. It's been great. Yeah, I thought I'd be to carry us under an hour, but unfortunately, Paul, you took us over once again. I am sorry, mate. I am sorry. <laughs> Big functions this week's uh, Devil of Detail podcast. Abra Parkson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil of Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact and Spotify. See you next week.